0: We're the Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm
1: Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Grande Outdoors Podcast, where we hunt, hunt it forward.
0: So it's been like... Long time. Long time since we've had a podcast released. Yes.
1: Well, released. So we've recorded several...
0: Two, in fact.
1: And... Did not get them fully recorded somehow i don't know yeah
0: didn't get didn't get the audio um more technical glitches. we really ought to get better at this crap well, Joey G showed us how to do that. He on did the computer and I got a new computer and apparently did not set it up right uh, but that that's neither here nor there um, to be honest. Both of those podcasts I wanted to redo anyway. I know. Uh, I know. Particularly the first one. I liked the podcast, but I said something midway through the podcast that even I shouldn't say. <laughs> so Which you means, know which it's means pretty bad. Which means we're progressing. <laughs> You're at least catching it now.
1: You're like, Yeah, just release it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's. I don't think it's a change on. I don't think we're changing. I just think it was that bad that even I would want to say, "Yeah, we shouldn't release that one." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, So anyway, um, what are we going to talk about today? We didn't even we didn't even discuss that before we hit the record button. We are we going to talk about that again? Or are we going to go ahead and talk about the uh, what to do with a tag when you can't go hunting?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to talk about life gets in the way. Yeah, life gets in the way.
0: Life got in the way this morning, so it's, it did. It's it's uh, appropriate.
1: It is appropriate.
0: Um, we have, so many, we have many
1: many examples to choose from this year,
0: right? Uh, so we're going to go out um, and do a little coyote hunting this morning. On public land. Um, Because we can Had a low tire, and it was raining, and we didn't want to be fixing a flat out in the mud and rain, so we were like, screw it, let's come back in.
1: Well, the the low tire... um, Let's face it. The low tire was the catalyst, but the rain was the really the determining factor coyote hunting is not great in the rain and scouting for because that was the other that was the other thing we're gonna do scouting for oryx (laughs) obviously not real good in the rain and so yes um those two are the catalyst to to decide not to go out um or not to remain to come not to remain we actually went out
0: yeah, we didn't just, like, sleep in and decide, yeah, screw it, we're not going. We were out there. <laughs> we were we out, out there. there very, very early. Very early. Um, but wait yesterday,
1: good... the, the weather did not show that this was no. going to happen, and so we had all intentions of being out, and we were out. And uh, mm-hmm. more so than the the low tire, I would say the, the rain was the determining factor of, look, this is just yeah. not going to work. So yeah. we decided we would make better use of our our time coming back, come back recording a podcast. make sure that we had, you know, good, make sure that, that the tire's not going to go flat. Um, uh,
0: but what do you mean? I don't know. I, I heard something. in the Oh, sorry. Time. You're looking <laughs> at me weird. I'm like,
1: that's what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, 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 low tire kind of was the catalyst, but the rain was the
0: clincher. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, not that we don't, like take every opportunity we can to get outdoors and stuff like that too. But that's what we were doing is just getting away. Right. Today was just about getting away, getting outside. Um, and stuff like that, you know, wanted to just go scout out some, not necessarily. And I think we've talked about this several times, but not necessarily looking for animals, but looking how to get to areas. Yes. Um, to, to look for Oryx. Um, that's typically
1: what scouting on the ground involves. Is you're you're learning an area to figure yeah. out where you, where yeah. how to get to where you want to go. Rodney specifically has an area picked out. Yeah. That has some high ground for some glassing. Yep. Just needed to know how you to just get there.
0: Do know how to get there? Yeah. or
1: Are trying to figure out how to get there to make it
0: work. Yeah. Do you know, I got to walk in? Can I drive in? You know, uh, all all of those good things. You know, the more you know. Um. But it it brings us to our topic, which is. Like you said life gets in the way and there's all kinds of there's all kinds of like you said examples uh, we have a lot of things that happened this year and we've talked touched on this subject before um, in previous seasons but specifically we wanted to talk about it this year um, or one specific part is what to do with your tag so we had I had uh, a particular uh, situation this year where, and I've seen this question on Facebook quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, on the, on the social medias that on the people, social medias. Yeah, that, you know, people asking this question, um, is what to do with your tag, a public drawn tag, if you can't go on your hunt. Um, my kids had an antelope hunt. Each mm-hmm. had a doe tag. I had so I had um, my two kids had two doe tags, um, and a couple of days before the hunt, um, we all came down with the Ronas and had to not go hunting. Yeah, um, we weren't like quarantined or anything like that. I want to make that known. <laughs> it wasn't like we were. Just staying in. We were sick. I mean, symptoms, sick, in bed. Yep. Kind of crap. And could not physically make the trip. So, didn't get to go hunt. Really sucked. I would not have had a huge problem with it had it been me. Um, It sucked not taking my kids hunting. Um, Especially Jack, because this was going to be his first. Yep. Yeah. And a drawn antelope tag for them, pretty big deal. Uh, So it really sucks not to to go on that hunt, but life gets in the way. You know, we've talked about this too. Hunting is it's more than a hobby, but it's less than life. Other life's priorities. Yeah, yeah. we discussed this in a lot of times when we're, when we're arguing over it in a political sense, you know, it's, it's not as important as the second amendment, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty damn important. It's really important to a lot of people out there, but the health of my kids is more important and we had to stay home. And, um, but what can you do with those tags? Yeah. You know? So, and I think it's in that instance,
1: um, and we'll, We'll get into this a little bit more but in that instance you're you're not going to have a whole lot of mm-hmm. opportunity just because it was very last minute in fact, mm-hmm. I think when we first recorded this podcast and, and it didn't record or didn't we didn't get the audio out of it, you talked about the fact that the kids got over it pretty quick yeah. and and you were feeling pretty good and you you had thought at one point yeah maybe I can still make it for a couple of days of hunting. And then it then it hits you really hard. Um, so in that instance, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. But if you know in advance
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you're going to not be able to make mm-hmm. a hunt and you have drawn a tag, now mind you, let's let's uh, remind everybody specifically. Uh, spe- well, let's just remind everybody two different. Types of yes. tags that you get get into Mexico. A tag that you draw from the public draw, and then a private land tag, whether it's antelope, deer, or uh, elk, an E yeah. plus tag, the elk tag. Um, this is for th- those tags that you draw. If it's if it if you put in for the draw, whether you're a resident, non-resident doesn't matter. You put in for the draw, and you draw a tag. Um, there, there is a way that you can turn that tag back in Mm -hmm. and have it be used by somebody else. And we encourage you wholeheartedly to do that. If Mm -hmm. you draw a tag in, you know, April when they do the draw and it comes July and you realize I'm going to have a business trip. I can't, or I'm going to have to go deal with something. I, I just can't, whatever the reason is, I can't make those dates. I can't make that hunt. Rather than burn that tag, we wholeheartedly uh, invite you to go ahead and turn that tag back into the department. You have to contact the department. I can see Rodney's looking some some stuff up. But um, turn that tag back into the department. They have a program where they will take that tag back and it will get reallocated to... Uh, first responder veterans, kids, there's a, there's a whole host of,
0: yeah, of
1: recipients that they can choose from.
0: Yeah. And I do have a question on that because, I, and I'm going to, get to this here in just a second, but, um, if you draw a youth tag, I'm assuming that you have to transfer it to a youth, but it, I don't, it doesn't, I don't know to it, say, I don't know if it specifies, Mm-mm. it um, doesn't, it doesn't in the rule, um my
1: assumption is that they would try and turn that back over to youth. But as far, we often talk about things on, on two different levels, right? We talk about the administrative side of things. And then we talk about the biology side of things. Mm -hmm. Biologically, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Those, those uh, tags. Yeah. Have been designated. uh, And they expect a certain harvest. Uh, yeah. from that population whether it's a youth or it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um what they're expecting is a certain harvest based off of the tags that they allocate they also halfway expect or not halfway they they, they also build some um margin in there yes, expecting that some area. people will not go hunting
0: exactly so, I I just, your, your scenario, if you got to go on a business trip, I don't think that that's going to qualify. Um, it calls out no, very no, no. specific. So, let's talk about two different things here. Talking about turning in tags. It, it, there's, it, it, that's, that's where I'm getting to. So, refunds and transfers mm-hmm. are only allowed if it's one year deceased, if you die, if you draw it and then die. Um, you sustain a severe injury or suffer a life-threatening illness. Um, I'm assuming by the numbers that you could consider Corona life-threatening. Yes. (laughs) So, um, is deployed by the U.S. military or uh, the hunt is canceled by the Department of Game and Fish. So, those are the reasons that you can refund or transfer a tag.
1: Meaning the department would give you your money back or you could transfer it to a family member or somebody correct somebody, somebody else, else that is other that, than you that that you designate
0: yeah um donation is different uh, um, if ineligible for a refund or transfer a hunting license may be donated um it goes to youth and resident veteran and resident first responders there you go um qualified through nonprofit organizations so Refunds are not offer, offered on these donated licenses. Which, in my personal opinion, you should never get a refund on a license anyway. Or you should never ask one. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be eligible for one. But as sportsmen, which if you're applying for a hunt, you're a sportsman. You're, you're an outdoorsman. You, you like it. The money from those tags goes to conservation in your state. So if you can't go, I would never ask for a refund. Yeah. Let that money stay in the system, let it go to conservation, let it be matched by Pittman Robertson, all of those things. I would never ask for it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be eligible. Maybe you did get an illness and you need every penny you can have, and I'm not going to begrudge you that. But unless you just absolutely have to, I would suggest let the money stay.
1: Yeah. So the scenario I was talking about with going on a business trip you recognize that you're not going to be able to take that hunt. That's going to be a donation type Correct. of situation. Uh anything really applies to that if you, if you can't you just realize um you can't make that hunt and it does uh-huh. not fit the criteria of serious illness, death, uh-huh. you know, injury, things like that. You should be looking, uh, preferably, at that donation uh, situation.
0: Yeah, and at the, when you're looking at this, like like my situation, you know, the hunt started on Saturday. The kids started coming down sick Thursday evening. We were supposed to leave Friday morning to go up to the area. Right? Um, there's no chance that we're doing we're donating or transferring those tags. No. That's done. The process takes a couple, two, three weeks. Yeah. Specifically
1: going into a weekend. um, Yeah. If you've ever dealt with government resources or government agencies, um, it's almost almost impossible Mm -hmm. to get a hold of anybody on the weekend. And specifically for the refund and transfer, Mm -hmm. that has to be specifically approved by... The game, the, game, um, the director, director, I believe yeah. it is, the director has to specifically grant each um, of those refunds and or transfers. And so on a short notice like that, uh, not it's, gonna it's not going to happen. No. And even the donation that you're talking about, that that's going to take, you know, probably some time. And so that was not yeah. an option for you at that point in time. Nope. Plus, like you said, you are talking, you are saying... I might
0: still be able to make this, but yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, you know so so many of these things are are uh, I think something that happens a lot is people people will uh, tend to shoot from the hip a little bit when they're criticizing or complaining or something like that. There's nothing that you can do in those scenarios the the scenarios that you're allowed to transfer or or donate or like due to injury or illness. It's like if you break a leg, you know, and you know you're not going to get your cast off for another six weeks and your hunt's in four weeks, you can transfer or donate that tag, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you get a life-threatening, like like what, the, what I would consider a truly life-threatening, some sort of cancer or something like that, and you know you're going to be going through – chemo or some sort of treatment for the next six months and you're not going to be able to make that hunt. That's that. But if you get sick over the weekend, that's not what the transfers and the donations are for. No. That's just a either suck it up and go or stay home and miss the hunt type of deal. But there are some allowances on here, you know, and I particularly like the donating, um, but it, that kind of thing needs to happen, you know. Be figured out, like you said, a, probably a month in advance, uh, for it to work out. Cool. Um, I think
1: the other thing, um, I, I know we talked about before was, and it comes back to the refund, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I didn't draw, a, didn't draw a deer tag this year. We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't draw a deer tag this year. Um. But I went ahead and, um, found, you know, not, not a huge place, but, but a few small chunks of private land back, you Uh know, where, where my, uh, my mom lives, uh, Uh, one of them being ours, which we don't, we don't have deer on our place. Um, occasionally they come through our place, Uh uh, But we are in close, somewhat close proximity. And, and, you know, we've only got a couple hundred acres. But we're in somewhat close proximity to um, a riparian area. Uh And we have neighbors who do farming and things like that. And they do have deer on their place. Not permanent, but occasional, you know, sporadic. Uh And so knowing that I didn't draw a tag, um, I chose to grab a private land. Mm-hmm. Tag and and the deer program, the deer private land is ranch only, um, unless uh, unless you can get permission from from so from neighbors. Yeah. So if I bought an over and it's all over the counter, mm-hmm. but the tr- the the caveat to that is that it has to happen if it's if you are doing the over counter over the counter hunt, it has to happen during a public mm-hmm. uh has to match hunt public date. hunt dates. That's it. Yep. Um I was having I was having a hard time we haven't done this in while having a hard right? time articulating that. Um so yeah, so if you're gonna hunt on private land, it has to match public hunt dates within that unit. Uh-huh. Um that being said, there are uh there is a system uh, for incentive tags for private land. uh uh-huh. uh but that we didn't have that. So I was just doing the over the counter matching yeah. public hunt dates. Um
0: those incentive tags are going to be generally, generally. I'm not going to say 100, percent but generally, for larger pieces of property, where, or pieces of property they're doing, they're doing significant
1: amounts of habitat work specifically for deer.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, and what, and the what those incentive tags do, uh, they they have the same system with antelope. Uh, what those incentive tags do is allows an extended period of time for people to hunt outside Mm -hmm. of the regular public dates Um, but they're strictly controlled there's specific criteria Mm -hmm. that the ranch has to meet to get those incentive tags and there's a specific time frame for which they can use them yeah Anyway, so I wasn't doing that. I was just doing the -the over-the-counter. And I knew my time was going to be short because um, I had other hunts that I was uh, coordinating Mm -hmm. uh, with my regular job going on. But I thought I might be able to slip away for a couple of days and go hunt. I got to hunt for one afternoon. Yep. Uh, Just, again, the way things, you know, fell out. I, I, I only got to hunt for one afternoon. I didn't see any deer. I didn't see any deer sign. I didn't see anything. Uh, but I was not at all disappointed, um, with my decision to go ahead and do that. Mm-mm. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why one, again, any chance I get ch- any time I get a chance to go outside and go hunt, I'm going to try and take that chance. Um, and secondly, again, it comes back to our conversation about that money is going to conservation mm-hmm. that money is going to help uh fund habitat and conservation work within the state of New mexico um, and help leverage you know and it's not just for the game department, the game department is doing these things it helps leverage pittman Robertson dollars. Mm-hmm um, to do greater work than what that money could typically do yeah. just on its own. Cause it's not a lot of money. Yeah. What's, what's, well, an, what's, what's an over the counter
0: deer tag? 40 bucks, 50, 50. Yeah. Something like that. Um, something like that. But, and, and that's your tag. <laughs> that's right? my tag. And that's, and that's one of the beauties of these things, right? So we're going to, we're going to just go ahead and get into it a little bit. Uh, it's our podcast. We do what we want. <laughs> um, that's one of the beaut- beauties of the private land tag, right? It, it it is not taking away anything from the public land. It's just not, okay? It is not, it is not removing an animal off of public land that um, a public land hunter would have pro- would have possibly had the opportunity at. As a matter of fact, it's probably the opposite, okay? Some of the bigger animals that you're going to see on public land, be them deer or elk are bigger because they come off private land. Yeah. And private land generally has larger animals because the hunt pressure is smaller. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because the hunt strategy on private land is typically built towards trophy animals, not opportunity. And a state is built off of Opportunity. opportunity, not trophy. There's some units that are managed for, quality hunt
1: but you look overwhelmingly you look in the proclamation specifically new mexico you look in the proclamation and it is opportunity hunts. it's
0: it's all opportunity hunts, but have,
1: there's there yeah uh, you have very you have some areas that are quality or high and high high, high demand. demand
0: and high demand doesn't mean quality it does not mean quality at all it just means it's a high demand hunt yep um so i i would i would argue that it's the opposite that that Private land provides more benefit to public land hunting than they're taking away. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is monetarily. The proclamation and, and public draw system is restricted. Okay. It's restricted in the number of tags it can give. It doesn't matter who they're giving them to. They're restricted in the number of tags they can give by a couple of things. The, the pressure and the... Um, amount of take yep. so they can only take so many animals each year and they look at the harvest data and they say okay we took 25 percent of the animals so we can take the same amount next year and the herd will remain the size it is yep you know um i think there's this i
1: think there's this i know i i had it to to a degree Right. When we were looking when we were looking at the um, the antelope stuff Mm -hmm. that there were and I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to say I've changed my position because I still think that we're going to see some some a massive drop in the harvest rate on private land. Once this origin, you know, this whole, you know, once we get through these first couple mm-hmm. of years of this system change, but, um, I was, I, w- I will admit that I was fairly surprised to hear the amount of private land deer tags that get sold yearly. I thought it would be much higher, much higher than it actually is.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. I, and that's the other thing though. But like I said, the vast majority of these people, they're they're managing for trophy. They're not taking a lot of animals. Yep. One of the big fears is, um. And and the, another thing that you have to point to is the difference between antelope and deer. I do. Yes. Okay? So there's a huge difference in antelope and deer when it comes to ranching property, mm-hmm. uh, landscape, because. Um, the one, the way they graze and where they're grazing. All right. Antelope are absolutely taking feed from cattle. Mm-hmm. They just are. So mm-hmm. there's a huge difference in that and deer. So a deer is predominantly a grazer or a browser, mm-hmm. not a grazer. So ranchers aren't competing near as much for forage with deer as they are antelope. Yes. And so putting antelope on a landscape... Takes feed away from a rancher's cattle. So I think also just just visually, um, especially in
1: wintertime, antelope will group up into the hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, herds of
0: hundreds. Deer, mm-hmm. you never see that. And I, I want to, I'm going to say this up front correct me if I'm wrong. Um, anybody listening out there, and maybe even Kyle, antelope is more closely related to a goat. Mm-hmm. And The way that goats and sheep eat grass is by tearing it out, not biting it off. Where cows bite it off and it regrows. Antelope, goats, sheep pull it up out of the ground and it doesn't come back as fast. So that's another thing that we're talking about competing. However, I I know exactly what you're talking about with the -the over-the-counter. It's very scary. And we've seen the numbers. We've already done one podcast on the first year's results, and now we got to do the podcast on the second year's results, which I haven't started reviewing yet, but will soon. Um, the number of bucks that were taken on antelope was horrendous. It, it was very scary. Um, so we, I do fear for the herd numbers and stuff like that with that when they got rid of A plus. Um, that doesn't that doesn't change the need for a private land system of some sort. Yeah. Right. Um, the, and the, we're not going to delve too deep into that because no, we're going to probably do another whole yeah, podcast. on that. But the that. money that we get off of doing that, okay, it, it, it's like I said, the 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 proclamation is the proclamation, mm-hmm. Those, especially now because of the Wildlife Federation and the BHA. There's no. There's no more tags. What the proclamation says is out there, that is the number of tags that they put in the draw system, period. There's no roundup, no anything, so there's no more extra tags, right? Um, So the Department of Game and Fish knows exact money that they're going to make every year off of tag sales. Not the exact, because there's a few tags that don't get sold, right? Mm -hmm. There's a few leftover tags. And they don't know how many application fees are going to be out there because they don't know how many people are going to apply. But they have a pretty dang good sense within a, a very acceptable percentage of how much money they're going to make off of license sales every year. Yep. Okay? Because that's the number of tags that they're going to sell from the draw. Okay? But then you have private land sales. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different deal. All right? And I'd have a, I, I, I'd have a pretty good, make, I think it's a pretty good assumption that they know what they're going to make off of those, too. Because most of those ranchers aren't going to increase um, the number of tags that they sell on their ranch yeah. by that much because they are land managers. That's mm-hmm. what they do. They have That's to their job. It. Yeah, they have to. If they want to survive, that's what they have to do. And because of the way that the world works right now and the political climate, their, their hunting has become a big part of... Their annual income. And that is not a bad thing because they own the land and they're getting compensated for allowing people to hunt on that land. Yep. They're not getting compensated for the license of that animal. Yeah. The state gets compensated for that. Right. So, so but the, it's the, an
1: incentive for them to
0: build wildlife management into their
1: plans on that private land.
0: Correct the the but the point that I'm trying to make here is the monetary gain that the state and we get as public land hunters from private land being allowed to hunt on their property mm-hmm. and it it's important it it, is. it truly is um, a lot of the tags not near as many there's a lot more resident hunters on private land than I thought but the vast majority of the money that goes to the state to pay for wildlife conservation comes from non-resident sales of licenses on private land mm-hmm. that's just a fact it cannot be argued it's um yeah i won't get into the numbers cuz we're going we're going to do a
1: whole other podcast correct, correct. but it's important it is important um so coming back to you know original topic i i was not i'm not disappointed or I, I'm not, I, sh- I should say, I have no problem spending that money mm-hmm. and not, you know, only getting to hunt one day. It, is it disappointing? Yes, it's disappointing. But um, the spending of the money is not what's disappointing. It's just that I didn't get out more. Um, and in reality, what what is that
0: $40? Nothing. One meal with with yeah. my family. No, I, I don't know where you're eating. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you can go to McDonald's I, I, for forty bucks we went, in your family. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, that's what I'm saying. We went to McDonald's, uh, you know, the other the other day, and cost me thirty bucks mm-hmm. for wife and couple of kids. Mm-hmm. So that being that being said,
0: um, I think it's worth the money. Yeah, it is because it goes to conservation. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to. I, I have nobody to ask because I don't know any landowners to ask currently. Um, so I just want to point that out because I think it's significant because it's just not that hard to do. Um, I do not have a buddy or a friend that I'm going to go ask. You don't have permission. F- you don't to have hunt family land. land like I don't. Like I, do. I don't. Um, I don't have a place that I grew up where there's a bunch of people that I know, okay? But I'm going to find somebody that has some property, that has some deer on it, that will allow me to hunt on their land in January with my bow. I'm going to do that. Same thing. The odds of me being successful are probably pretty low. Uh, I may not get to go a lot, and I may not see much when I do get to go. But it's the exact same thing. Putting that money into the pot. Is it's good. Mm-hmm. Go buy that tag. Go buy that private land tag. So, um, so everybody gets to go hunt public land that that, that drew a tag. I'm not going to say that wanted to, <laughs> um, but that drew its private land tag, or a public tag. And I still have the opportunity of going and finding some land and purchasing a tag, putting money into the pot for conservation and, um. Getting a little bit of time out in the woods, so it's a good thing. Um, But back to the thing, life gets in the way, you know, and, um, one of the main reasons that I'm going to do that is because I I didn't get an elk this year, didn't draw a deer tag this year. And when I did get to go hunting elk a little bit, there was a whole bunch of life in the way. Mm -hmm. And, um, Deedon had some personal matters that he had to attend to, to cut his hunt short. Um, I had a lot going on with moving again um, that cut my stuff short. Uh, we had work I was doing, um, guiding for some other hunters that got in the way. All kinds of stuff just gets in the way. Um, and it's, it's, it's unforeseen, but it's also okay. You know, we get out there as much as we can. I mean, I know at one point in time, in my hunting life, it was, I considered it almost sacrilege to not hunt on a day that you could hunt during <laughs> your hunt, you know? Why would you do that? Yeah. You should be out there shooting at shit. <laughs> you don't not hunt. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: think there's another point to be brought up here. Uh, and, and, that, and it happened this morning. Right, we got yeah. out there, and what did you say? I should have brought
0: a shotgun. Oh yes, yeah, I should have brought my shotgun. Because we, we get we get so quality.
1: hung up on uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people do. So, it, and, and I think we've talked about this before. The hunting, the, hunt, the hunting world, for the most part, that, that at least that you and I are in and, and live in and, and work in is so focused on the big game aspect of it. Now there are, there are dedicated small game hunters. There are dedicated waterfowl hunters, but overall the hunting world gets so focused in on the big game aspect. We forget that there's so many other things out there that you can go hunt that have these long seasons that you don't need to draw that are over the counter that why are we not taking advantage of that? Mm -hmm. Um, like well, you like you said this morning, man. Why didn't I bring a shotgun? It's quail season. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, absolutely, and 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 we, I, you know, absolutely guilty of that. I, I think people tend to end up being specialists mm-hmm. rather than a jack of all trades, and you see it a lot. Like you see a lot of water well, waterfowlers. I think
1: that are, and I think I know why. I'm sure. A, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you finish before I postulate on this. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't really have a why or anything like that. I just think that people tend to do that. You know, you tend to have like elk hunters. You know, that, that's what they do. Uh, that they're elk hunters. Yep. I, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like Joey G, he, that's what he hunts, right? That's he it. He doesn't hunt anything else.
1: Uh, he 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 can hunt deer, but I don't think he personally hunts deer.
0: Yeah. Right, So he's an elk hunt. I mean, I would call him an, an elk, elk hunter, hunter. not even a hunter. Yeah. He's just an elk hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably call us big game hunters. Probably. Right? Because we don't spend enough time hunting other things. I mean, we do occasionally. We've been grouse hunting, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, all of that stuff, right? But yeah. we don't do it every year. Yep. And we should. We should. We really should. But we are, there, there's a lot of people out there, There's probably the biggest one is whitetail hunters. Uh-huh. You know, they, you know, that's what they hunt. you are waterfowlers. That's what they hunt. You don't catch a fly fisherman with a spinning rod in their hand very often. <laughs> uh, Dirty Dave is, is a great example. He's a, he's
1: a waterfowl hunter. Mm-hmm. He took his first mule deer this year, mm-hmm. first ever. Yep, and he's you know older than us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say he's old. He's older. Than- no, I <laughs> was a dig at my my wife. <laughs> right? <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. Anyways, um, but yeah, he he mainly did waterfowl hunting, mm-hmm. um, and this is this is the first year that he actually, and he's helped. He's guided. He's yep. done other things with the big game, but this is the first first mule deer that he's actually hunted himself. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think people kind of get honed in on a special uh, speciality, um, and and one of the reasons I think that we do that is it's not necessary anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not having to feed your family by going out and getting a deer and, and some quail and some ducks and things like that, but also it it's gotten extremely expensive so that the, that was my ammo art, ammo ammo um different equipment specialized equipment mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons that Which I, is a I was huge so huge hang up it is that was one of the reasons that I was so hesitant to go into bow hunting You remember yeah. my argument was then I got to get all the crap mm-hmm. uh, and I finally did. Um, and as I have matured and, and grown in, and progressed in my career, I've gained enough, you know, resources that I mm-hmm. can do that. But, uh, but everything takes some a little bit of specialization.
0: Yeah, it it does. You know, like fly fishing. It's, it's the archery equivalent of the fishing world, right? Yeah. And you have to have all of this specific gear. Whereas, you know, rifle hunting, it, you need a rifle and some cartridges. Done. Yeah, there's a lot more that you can get. Don't get me wrong. But a rifle with a scope on it and some shells, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. All right? And to be just downright honest, you can shoot three shots a year, two being practice, one being at your animal, and be successful. Yes. Year after year after year. Okay? I know people that do it. I wouldn't do it. I would practice more. But I know people that do do that successfully. And when you get in archery, like you said, the the amount of stuff that you can get. But one of we we've got a lot of people have this upgrader syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. When I bought, and that's my, I'm glad you touched on that because
1: I was yeah. gonna, I was going to talk about it. Yeah.
0: Well, the Indians killed a lot of animals with. Bent sticks and straight sticks. Yes. With a rock on the end. Yeah. You know? So, and my bow that I have, I bought, yes, I bought a very nice expensive bow. Okay. But I didn't buy it with the intention that I was going to trade it in every year and get the new upgrade. I bought it with the intention of that's going to be my bow for the next 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. You know? And it will be. Because I'm not spending that much money, just all right. Look at it this way: if it's a thousand dollars, which is basically what it was, yeah. if I hunt with it for ten years, it's a hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I kill one deer a year with it every year, which you don't, because let's take a look at the success rates. Um, let's
1: be yeah. Ten ten years, you're you're going to probably at our at, at our.
0: Rates, you're going to kill about five. Yeah. So, that's $200 an animal. Yep. All right. Plus all the other stuff. That doesn't count arrows and releases and... Camo. Camo when... and all that stuff, right? So, hunting gets expensive. We've touched on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's people out there that claim that they're hunting to feed their family. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're h- hunting to, to feed your family something that you want to feed them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you can. You can go out there with a rifle and shoot a cow every year to feed your family at the cost of the rifle, which you've probably owned for a long time, and three shells. Right? So, we've said that. And that can happen. But we're talking about mature bucks, mature bulls, mature antelope. Yep. You're not hunting that stuff to feed your family. You're not. It's not. That's not what you're doing. Because the cost it's too prohibitive. It just really is. Um, and as much as everybody wants
1: to talk about the ethics of hunting and that you're hunting to, you know, that the, the turn has been made to you're, you know, you're putting fresh, you know, organic, healthy meat on the table. Yeah. Um, a lot of it boils down
0: to you're still t- trophy hunting everybody is. everybody is i don't i don't care what people say the, if you want to go back to when this country was hunting wild animals to put food on the table you can go back to a time when that was true and that's also the same time that we almost lost everything lost everything due to extinction mm-hmm. okay we almost extirpated every animal in this country because of that that is not what's happening anymore, okay? It's just not. Because guess what? When you look at the number of elk that we have in this state, what do we have in this state? 90,000. 90,000 elk? How many people do we have in this state? 30, let me think, Thirty-two. no. no 2 million, 3 million? Something like 3 total, million maybe. Total in this state? Yeah. Okay, how long is that 90,000 elk going to last? If everybody's feeding their family. Right? House, yeah. yeah, come on. That's not happening. It's just not. How many hunters well, well, did we, how many, how just, many just look put at how many people draw. put in for the draw, okay? That's not what's happening here. We can't use that as an excuse. We can't use it as a reason that we're hunting anymore because it's not true. You just look at the numbers and it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I'm not going to lie to myself or other people anymore. We hunt because we love to hunt. Mm-hmm. We're chasing those animals. I can shoot a little forecorn and say, well, I'm trying to feed my family. And yes, I'm going to feed my family with that deer. The reason I shot that four-corner is because I just didn't think I was going to have a chance at a big deer anymore. And I want to take an animal because I want to feed my family. Mm -hmm. That's true. But that's not... I mean, Feeding my family, there's a lot cheaper ways. There's a whole lot of cheaper ways to feed my family than than doing that. Um, I like hunting.
1: (laughs) And and, and, and to, to kind of put a a statement on that on that point put kind of put a period at the end of that if if we weren't if the majority of hunters sport hunters mm-hmm. weren't trophy hunting why are there leftover cow tags I know why are there leftover deer tags why are cow tag why are private land cow tags mm-hmm. not as expensive
0: Mhm as bulldogs. Mhm. Yeah. So give me just don't give me that. And it's used all the time. All the time. All the time. And and it and it really makes me laugh, but you know I love hunting. I absolutely love hunting, but it, 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 there's just no way that I can even try to say that In a short period, if you elongate it, you can show a monetary value to it. But in a short period, that hunting is about um, saving money to feed your family. It's it's not anymore. There was a time, but it's not. Yeah. It's not now. Which is why, you
1: know... Which, which is it, why which, it, which is why life gets in the way. Yeah, which is why it
0: really sucks when life gets in the way and, and keeps you from going out in the woods to get that animal because it's already expensive. Yeah. And it just gets more expensive when you don't get to even go. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are things that are, like I tell my wife, I'm going to eat anyway. Right. If I'm here at the house, I'm going to eat. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to go in there in the kitchen. I'm going to cook it. and I'm going to eat. Right. How is that different than going camping? Mm-hmm. When, you're hunt, eat, when I'm out there eating, I'm eating the same shit that I eat here, right? And I'm just cooking it out there yep. and eating, right? So it's no different. Um, fuel, you can I, you can add that as an extra cost mm-hmm. to drive wherever I'm going, right? Yeah. Um, but that's about it. The food is not an extra cost. The drinks are not an extra cost because I do that here. Um, and whatever I don't consume whilst hunting, I bring back here. Yep. So that's not an extra cost. Um, But the gear is. And, you know, you brought that up about the the, the archery hunting. When when you build it up over a lifetime of hunting, it's at least not as hard to (laughs) stomach. You know what I mean? Because when you get a little bit here and a little bit there, um, then it's not as hard to stomach. But when you're buying the new thing every year...
1: Well, and we have a problem we have a problem with that as a society Is you mm-hmm. you, you have to keep up with the Joneses. You have mm-hmm. to buy the new stuff. Um mm-hmm. I, knew, I, knew, I know I know I know a kid uh where I work went out and bought, you know, nearly probably $1,000 worth of of Kuyu camo. I bet you it was closer to two probably. And <laughs> <laughs> and good on him. If he has the disposable sure. income, go ahead and do that. Um but if if i had the choice and if i if i had been you know if i had been not that i'm anybody to consult but if he if anybody had comes to me and asks what should i get i have this much money what should i get i would tell him get you a, a rifle that you can shoot multiple big game species with get you a shotgun that you can use for multiple small game and mm-hmm. waterfowl species get you some good boots and a good set of binoculars and a good good base layer of Mm -hmm. merino wool. Those things would be my suggestion because they can be used across all different, instead of getting honed in on, this is what I want to do. Spread that out. Especially if you've got, you know, especially if you're young, you've got disposable income and you have time, spend as much time as you can outdoors chasing whatever you can.
0: And and two, and we've talked about this a lot and again it's our podcast we can talk about one
1: <laughs> when and we haven't talked in a long time so
0: yeah when you're going out there those those early years when you don't have all the good gear mm-hmm. you learn so much you learn so much about about having to be quiet you know and um, your stalking skills and your wind you know learning the wind um, Learning to judge distance without using a rangefinder. Uh all of these things are important. You know, we rely too much on our equipment and
1: Good equipment instead does of our not create skill, it enhances skill.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, so so that the whole process of the early years when you don't have the good gear so is what builds a good hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, all of that good gear afterwards just creates comfort. Yes. You know, like the good boots, that's, that's comfort. You know, how many miles did I put on some crappy boots, you know, wearing my feet out? And that's not a surprise you pay. That's not experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um I think there's the 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 overstuffed jackets and the multiple layers cuz you're freezing cuz all your camo is crap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you have to pay your dues. Yeah. And and then now
1: there's there's a good conversation going on in the hunting world right now about technology and how far is technology go. and I don't I didn't mean to turn this into into this discussion but I think it's a great discussion. To yeah, have. very important. Um there's, a, there's some great discussions going on about technology mm-hmm. and and what we're losing because of the evolving technology and 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 that that um that idea of paying your dues and i think it does have some validity now you and i we are all about getting new people into hunting And making it an easier process to get into hunting. But we do value the idea of you paying your dues. At some point, our Hunt It Forward participants are on their own. And we hope that they're learning some of those hard lessons as we did. Mm -hmm. Because those lessons will stay with you longer if they're learned that way. Instead of just told Mm you. Um, But... Things like a rangefinder. We had, I had this conversation with Dirty Dave the other day um, when Che got his deer. Um, it's real easy now. You pull out a rangefinder, 125 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and the conversation was, well, what did we do before rangefinders? People got really good at judging
0: the actual how to judge- distance. It used to be when I took hunter safety, mm-hmm. it was a requirement. Yeah. Part of my test was. The instructor pointing out five different things and telling me, "What are asking me to identify the distance to those separate things?" Yeah, all the way out to a mile. Well, and and <gasps> you remember whenever I first started bow hunting,
1: mm-hmm. we were talking about trick pin. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's one of the things that one of the things we talked about with Shay was okay. There's a reason. There, there's a reason we sight in the way that we sight in. At two inches uh, two, two inches high. Two at inches heart. high at a hundred. And he said, well, I just thought we were making sure the rifle's on. I said, we are. But we're also negating or we're mitigating error Mm -hmm. by sighting in that way because now you don't have to be so precise on your distance if you don't have a range finder or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can shoot anything from zero yards out to 200 yards, put the crosshairs on it, and it's Mm -hmm. good to go. Yep. Yep. That's why you sight in that way, and I think a lot of that knowledge is either if it's if it's a new hunter, if it's somebody who just relies on that technology, mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge is being lost. Yep. Because we don't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that was his perception of what sighting was. What sighting in was. Mm-hmm. They didn't, he didn't know that the reason you put it on at at two inches high at a hundred. It's so you can shoot so further. that you can shoot further without having to worry about mm-hmm. accurately judging that distance. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because you just throw up a rangefinder and be done. Yeah, and I, I would, I would assume that there's probably a lot of younger hunters out there that have their rifle zeroed in at a hundred because they have that rangefinder. Mm-hmm. They just throw it up there, they change their scope. Yep, and they're done. Yep, so. Um, Yeah, technology, and, and another thing to think about when it comes to this technology is this. Right now, assumption, success rates in hunting are what they are because of the hunter's skill. If the hunter's skill, because of technology, increases drastically, success rates will be what they are because of lack of animals. You can't change that fact. Yeah. If if everybody out there becomes 15-20% more productive, then that many more animals are going to be taken and the Department of Game and Fish will have to adjust accordingly. Mhm they will have to lower the number of tags they give because everybody's killing at a 35% clip instead of a 25% clip. It matters. Yeah. So, you know, just that's just something to point out there. I mean, here we are trying to get new hunters in there. There's a lot of people that say that we don't want new hunters in there because it just decreases our odds of getting tags. Well, maybe we don't want to all be that great at hunting either because... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think,
1: you know... And we could, we could go on, and I, I'm not going to. But I think you could that that leads into another entirely different discussion about, and we've probably had some of this about why why are there why are certain technologies getting banned? Cell phone f- cell phone uh, game cams or, or satellite game cams mm-hmm. in a, in return. Arizona yeah. instant return.
0: And I think that is all game cams in Arizona on public land. I don't know.
1: I can't remember. I know, I know somewhere. They're, they're illegal here. Yes. The satellite. The satellite. Um, or cell phone, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I think all that stuff has to be looked at. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things like. And we may you, not understand you, it from you, a lawmaking stand-side uh, standpoint. But again, yeah. there's those two those two areas that you always have to look at. There's the administrative yeah. stuff. There's the biological reasons.
0: Yeah. Well, you take you take drones for example. Yeah. Okay, they jumped all over drones, right? The second drones came out, and they put cameras on these stupid little planes. And not, they're really cool, right? Mm-hmm. But the second that came out, they jumped on it. Mm-hmm. Why? Game cameras, mm-hmm. because nobody did anything about game cameras, right? All these years ago, game cameras started coming. People started putting game cameras out in the forest. People started putting them out to use. They've been used for ten, twenty years, and now Arizona's made him made him illegal, right? But that's an after the fact. That's after they've been being used for ten, twenty years, mm-hmm. and everybody's used to using these. You, what you've got is a whole hunting population that have been using game cameras since day one. I've never used game cameras. I mean, what w- we've set them up on a couple of hunts, like one hunt. One hunt, right, and it's just not been something that we've ever used, so we don't need it, but there's these people that use it and have used it since day one. Mm-hmm. you know I'll equate it to my bull riding all right I grew up the, the you know the when I started riding bulls people weren't even most people weren't even wearing vests yet. I didn't wear a vest for the longest time riding bulls. And eventually started wearing a vest. But now you turn on the PBR, everybody's wearing a helmet. And I'm like, why are all these pansies wearing helmets? You know? Because they started that way. Mm -hmm. You know? When their parents put them on, high schools were requiring them to wear helmets. Um, Right? For safety reasons. But I was old school. I never had it. So now I'm looking at it going, why? But if they tried to take them away, they wouldn't know what they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they started that way. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I knew people have,
1: I knew, I knew, a couple of kids who, were, who rode bulls that started wearing helmets. And they were phenomenal riders before they wore helmets. And mm-hmm. when they started wearing helmets, they couldn't
0: ride because... They fall off. They fall off. It's, you're top heavy. Yeah, yeah. It changes everything. And it's the same thing. It's the same concept anyway. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that started with this technology and now they're trying to take it away because, you know, they want... They, they should have probably never allowed it in the first place and you know err on the side of caution right Mm -hmm. don't allow it and then as you learn more about it allow it where it's pertinent yeah you know i don't think that they ought to have game cameras out in public land i think it should be illegal everywhere um that's my opinion not from a however it's not from a hunting standpoint that i believe that i just don't think that they should have all of these cameras out there on public land I think it's an invasion of privacy, even though you're on public land. But um, don't I don't I don't like it, <laughs> right? Uh, does a bear shit in the woods? Not this one, because he don't want to be on camera. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. So yeah that that transitioned a little bit, but um, that's fine.
0: It's our podcast.
1: It is our podcast. <laughs> So yeah, um, kind of getting back. If I, I do want to encourage you guys, if you, I get back to our original topic. If you do draw a tag, and yep. you know you're not going to use that, um, and you don't fit the the refund or donation uh, criteria, transfer. or sorry, re- refund and transfer criteria, please, please donate back. Um, yeah. It goes to kids, veterans, first responders, um, and I think it's worthwhile. Absolutely. To do that.
0: Absolutely. And even if, I want to to say this because it's something that I don't know. Like you were talking about, they have certain quotas, right? So that tag. Even if it's just a couple of, if it's a week before the hunt, try and donate it. Mm -hmm. At least try and call it to the Department of Gaming Fish and say, hey, I have this tag. It's next week. I can't go. Can I donate it? Because maybe that tag doesn't have to be used for that hunt. I'm sure it still has to be used for that unit. But maybe they can go later uh, for a uh, handicap or uh, law enforcement or something like that. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Still call and try and donate youth it.
1: youth tag going to youth, it may or may not have to because you have the, well, you have the administrative. Well, in, tra- in
0: a transfer is what I'm talking about, not the donate. Oh, yeah. If you transfer it, I'm assuming yes. that it has to go from youth to youth. Yes. It 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 should because if it's a transfer, that exactly. it's going to
1: it's going to it's going to hold the same hunt dates and everything. So it has to be, and that's what I'm talking about. Not the donation for but the don- transfer for donation. And this is yeah, yeah. So this is what I was. I, it's, I guess it's glad that we clarified for yeah. donation. This is what I'm talking about. There's the administrative yeah. side of we are designating this many tags as youth tags, this many tags as um, adult yeah. tags. Yeah it doesn't matter biologically. Yes, correct. They they say this is how many animals we can take. So hopefully and again I don't know for sure, but there's that possibility that it doesn't have to be used then can be used later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. And and more specifically the proclamation doesn't state one way or another. No. And so so I don't know how it works, but I would I would I would highly encourage you even if it's just a few days before go ahead and call and say, "Hey, I want to donate this tag. I can't go." Um, I did not because I still hope your money. I know I did not because I hoped that I could still go mm-hmm. like you said, but never ended up being able to get out there. But, um, that's it. That's it. Thank you for joining guys.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about the, uh,
0: the l- lapse in release l- lull in inactivity. Uh,
1: life got in the way. We're getting back to it.
0: Yeah, life damn sure got <laughs> Thanks for joining. Adios.
1: Thanks for joining Nada Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website www. dot com. Adios.